And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, here we go. Welcome, everyone, to this Thursday edition, July 23rd. And it seems to me that there is something something about this day. Something... I can't quite put my f- finger on it. Something special about this day. And, um... Mrs. Boss, you want to help me out here? What's the... Is there, is there something about this day that I'm supposed to be remembering? Feels like any other Thursday. <laughs> Last year I fell on a Tuesday. That's right, it did. Welcome everyone, and uh, we are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here. I am the editor-in-chief of SciFiForMe.com, and Mrs. Boss over there... Hiding from the camera, diligently working away, plying her craft, and we are uh, we are keeping an eye on all of the Comic Con at home stuff. I am uh, I am making lists and and keeping an eye on various different things. We're going to have some some video on that, I'm sure. Oh. Sixty days without an incident. I'm I'm very happy with that statistic. Uh, I have been, uh, no, (laughs) Sci-Fi Stops says Thursday fell on a Tuesday last year. No, the 23rd, (laughs) the 23rd fell on a Tuesday last year. And the reason why the 23rd is uh, a day, a day to be remembered, it is Mrs. Boss's anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Only Mrs. Boss's anniversary? Well, I guess it's mine too. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It okay. So, uh, so happy anniversary, Mrs. Boss. Oh, happy anniversary, Mr. Boss. And and uh, if I had to do it all over again, I would. Still cracks me up. I was thinking about this earlier as I was going through and looking for something on the computer, and there were pictures from Celebration mm-hmm. last year when you and McKenna went, and. Somewhere in all that live stream, there was a moment where some of our viewers were calling you out because they thought you proposed to me <laughs> live streaming I, from I Celebration while I was I, sick at home. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was one of those things where um, we were talking and, and many had had been supposed to go with us. Uh, to Chicago for C two E two and that yeah for C two E two and and celebration and got sick both times. My body just did not want me to go to s- Chicago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess so. Um, we'll have to see how how your body reacts to Anaheim in twenty twenty two, if. If we get that far, my goodness. Um, and yeah, Sci-Fi Snob, thank you very much. I did marry up um, <laughs> in, in so many different ways. I'll, I'll um, work on the wardrobe, you know, make sure that he's properly wearing red shirts when necessary and not wearing retro shirts when unnecessary. Uh-huh, uh-huh, right, <laughs> right, right. Wifely so, duties. Well, is it is it wife or is it? Personal assistant, I mean, Captain's Yeoman, or, or, or second in command. I mean, there's so many different hats that you wear here, so. Yeah, pick one for the day. Um, well, it just, it depends from, it depends on the hour, really, doesn't it? I guess so. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh I do have uh I do have a little bit of a complaint. It's not really a little complaint. It is a big complaint. Uh Microsoft, I hate you. <laughs> okay, uh, good. We're moving away from the anniversary wedding. Well, stuff. we'll get around to we'll get around to, to anniversary. Oh, things stuff. you hate there. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't hate anything about my anniversary. Uh except for the fact that that this particular year being our one year anniversary. 
uh, we don't really get to do very much with all of the, you know, the quarantine, the pandemic and all this other mess. And it it bothers me that we're not able to do it. You know, I mean, we might go out for dinner, mm-hmm. but really the 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 options have been limited for us. And that's a little frustrating. Um, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. <laughs> you can take me on a romantic walk through Costco, and to make me feel better, you can grab one of those um, bushel of flowers and hand it to me so I can walk around with that, and then we'll put it back before we leave. Oh, is that is that how that's gonna is that how that's gonna work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do have hats. Um, I'll just throw this on just a little bit. My, uh, my, my, where's, where's this button? My, no, not that button. Should I go get my box of hats and show off my beautiful collection of Dallas Cowboy caps? I don't know. That, it's actually almost too tight now. My head's getting big. Um, (laughs) Because, you know. You need a haircut. I am, but no, it's it's not that. It's the fact that I am one of the best at what I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I'm not going to do that for all the for the whole show. So uh, yeah, so Microsoft is uh, Microsoft is crapped. They have a uh, they have a, a, an update that they have sent out to all of their Windows operating systems, including Windows Seven. Uh, but also to Windows 10. And it includes a stealth installation of this browser called Microsoft Edge. And once it's installed, it becomes the default pop-up. As soon as you start your computer, Microsoft Edge starts up and it goes, Hey, welcome to Microsoft Edge. This is a really great thing. And... It could very well be a really great thing. But I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I am perfectly fine with Brave as a browser, with DuckDuckGo as a search engine. I did not want Microsoft Edge. (coughs) Excuse me. I do not want Microsoft Edge. Um, It could be a great thing. It could very well be uh, just simply... Uh, a combination of uh, Internet Explorer and Bing on steroids. I don't care. Internet Explorer, there's never going to be anything great about anything if you throw that in there. Mm. Well, and and Microsoft Edge apparently um, is the new browser to replace Internet Explorer, as, as far as I can tell. I haven't done a whole lot of looking into it because I don't want to, because I don't want it. Um it would be different if Microsoft gave me an option. Say, hey, we've got this new browser. Do you want to check it out? You want to try it? You're using you're using Microsoft software. It's optimized for Microsoft. We think it'll be a really great experience for you. Why don't you try it out? In that particular case, I can say, no thanks, or I can opt to give it a try and you know take it for a spin, see what happens with it, and decide whether or not I want to use it. But for them to stealthily install this software and have it set to where it's the first thing that opens up when you start your computer, to me, is underhanded, unethical, disrespectful to the customer. It is wrong. And it's, to me, bad form. Uh, so I'm going to throw a red flag at them. I don't, I don't like Microsoft 10 to begin with. And for them to sit there and say, we, we want you to use this program and we're going to make it so that you have to use this program. Because over here on the, on the new tower, we were talking about this the other day on H2O. Mm-hmm. The fact that I've got this tower that I use, uh, this computer tower here, which is 13 years old. And I'm running Microsoft 7 on it, Windows 7, 
and it's working perfectly fine when it works. I there are time there are moments there are moments, but for the most part, this tower in this operating system is fairly solid, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of people did not want to change from Windows Seven to Windows Ten in the first place, because Windows Seven was a fairly stable operating system. Um, you know, Windows ME or Windows 8 or whatever was garbage, but Windows 7 seemed to be the one that was fairly solid. And when they went to Windows 10, the interface is the biggest thing that I don't like. The user interface is crap, and it's based on... It's, it's based on appealing to the Tumblr crowd. Oh, look at all of these pictures! No, don't give me that. Don't, don't, don't. I, yeah. So anyway, so I go to, I, I go to update uh, the new tower yesterday. The, we, we, we installed, uh, they installed the updates over the, over the, overnight. And I get in here this morning and turn in the, turn on the computer and here's Microsoft Edge. Welcome to Microsoft Edge. I'm like, oh crap. So I go into the program manager to, to uninstall it and it doesn't show up. It doesn't show up on the list until after I click a few buttons and it actually sees that it's there and I start. And now it won't let me uninstall it. Windows 10 will not let me uninstall Microsoft Edge. And I am vexed. I am thoroughly put out. I'm going to have to go in there and manually strip it out because I don't want it. Nobody asked me to put it there. They did it without my permission. They did it without any kind of, of notifications. Just suddenly there. And I don't like that. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I am, I, I am old man yelling at clouds. I don't like change for change's sake. I don't like... And, and, and it's not just technology, it's anything. Look at this redesign. We did it just because we could. Uh, just because you can do a thing doesn't necessarily mean you should do the thing. Uh, you know, it's like my dad says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so, there we are. Um <coughs> I'm looking at uh, numbers. Speaking of ain't broke and not fixing it, we're we're looking at the numbers for uh, for this show, and I'm fairly happy with how things are performing so far. We uh, uh, we are sitting at 1,440 subscribers on our on our YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed yet, we do invite you to do so, uh, so you can uh, make sure you have your notifications turned on. And uh, we can continue to serve up uh, lots of high-quality content. I'm very proud of the work that we do here. Even though the staff continues to fluctuate and change, it's a revolving door depending on who's available and what kind of time they've got. Um, but we do our best here with what we've got. My interview with Peter Sumetti yesterday looks like it's uh, doing fairly well. It's got 13 likes on it, which is pretty good performance for a video like that. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a good one. It's, it's, so far it's got 56 views, which <clears throat> in the grand scheme of things compared to everything else is not bad. Uh, the interview with, uh, Mitch Breitweiser sitting at 386 and I, di I did follow up. I want to, I want to follow up on a comment on that video talking about, uh, the red rooster title being part of the Walmart deal. I have, uh, I have sent. Uh, Mitch a note to see if the Walmart deal was contingent on Red Rooster being a part of it. I have not heard back from him yet. Uh, but I do want to remind people if you if you go back and, and listen to that interview, he did say at one point Walmart wanted eight titles. They wanted eight books. And Mitch was able to talk them down to only four because eight would have been impossible to deliver in the time frame they were looking at. So I would imagine Red Rooster was probably one of those four because it was further along in development. That's a guess on my part. I have not heard back from him yet to see 
if that is actually the case. So just wanted to give that out for people who were paying attention to that side of things. The comics industry continues to implode. Um, we've got Chris Ryall leaving uh, IDW Publishing this week. And yeah, I've got to wonder. Uh, I'm seeing, and I've and I've got to look at this. I think Clownfish TV did a did a video on this. Apparently, there's a suspicion that uh, some of the some of the Whisper Network people and people over at Marvel might have been behind the attack on Nick Barucci uh, with regard to Dynamite's involvement in uh, some of these crowdfunded projects. If that's the case. Uh, the question is one: Why would they do it? And the, you figure Dynamite, Dynamite makes their bones on licensed IPs. Uh, they don't own the characters that they publish books about: uh, Green Hornet, Deja Thoris, um, Vampirella, uh, Red Sonia, all of those, and. The speculation is that he came under pressure from some of those IP license owners, uh, basically telling him, you need to distance yourself from this Comicsgate crowd or we pull our license. And if that's the case, I can understand him making some of those decisions. But the other thing, too, is uh, how, how all of that came about. And if the Marvel people are looking at the fact that Disney is hemorrhaging money and they might sell Marvel and license the characters out to other publishers. I don't I don't know that Dynamite would be their first one um, to license. I mean Marvel's already got an uh, got an agreement with IDW for publishing some stuff. So, I don't know that it would benefit uh, any of the Marvel crowd at all for Dynamite to be out of the picture, but it certainly does not pass the smell test here on me. I'm 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 wondering about this. And I'm sure that as things play out, we're going to find out more about just what kind of machinations were going on behind the scenes. We're still waiting for the second part of that bleeding fool exposé to uh um to drop over there. Um well, uh, Sci-Fi Stop mentions that Mike Miller uh, says he was kicked out of Comicsgate due to pressure from Dynamite over the Pride is a Sin tweet. I, I'm not sure about that. I, I kind of saw that peripherally as it was happening. I know that was a point of contention. Uh, as, as I remember how it played out, I know it was a point of contention between Miller and Ethan Van Skyver, uh, who was basically saying, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where if you're going to take a position whether it's a political position or a moral position or you know whatever your belief is uh you know if if Mike S Miller is going to take a stand and say uh that homosexuality is wrong okay that's his position that's his his particular point of view and I have a particular point of view. Ethan has a particular point of view. Heidi McDonald has a particular point of view. Kelly Sue DeConnick. Everybody's got their own individual thoughts about things. Um, if you are a practicing Christian, you're going to sit there and say homosexuality is wrong. And that's, that's, a, that's a personal belief. That's not a business model. And I think that's, if, if I understand how the whole thing played out, I think that became, that became kind of a point of contention between Ethan and, and Miller, basically with, with, uh, with Ethan saying, you don't want to say anything to alienate half your market or a third of your market or a tenth of your market or however, however might, many people might get offended by that particular viewpoint. And it's the same kind of thing as what you get with, the the people on the left you know I, if you don't like my politics don't buy my book type of thing and i can understand from a business position you don't want to say or do certain things that is going to do harm to your market but at the same time you don't necessarily want to compromise your principles 
in order to make a sale. So it's a it's a fine line that you've got to that you've got to walk. I did not hear anything or see anything about dynamite being involved in all of that between Van Skyver and Miller. I know it was a comics gate issue, but I don't know if dynamite was involved in that. I can't, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow it came up somewhere. Um, but I didn't follow it enough back, back then to really, really know, uh, one way or the other. Um, but you know, it's, it is a constantly fluctuating situation, and it is one of those things where um, you almost have to have uh, a, a, a playbook to, to keep track of who's on what team and who's fighting for which side. And it really, it really, to me, makes no sense at all that there are sides in all of this. You know, you look at Ron Mars going after Cecil. There's no reason for that. There is no reason for the the industry side of the comics industry to go after um, the indie side of things because one's different from the other. Um, oh, Miller's claiming that Dynamite pressured Ethan be because of the Vampirella cover. That that could be. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't aware of any of that. Um, and like I said, things things flip back and forth. And at one point, you're on the same side as as one group. And, and two days later, you're on a different side and everybody's fighting with everybody. I've just, I kind of, I kind of watch it and I kind of squint sideways at it because I think a lot of this is, is, silly performance stuff and it doesn't have very much substance to it at all uh so we'll just i don't know we'll just have to have to look and see and kind of keep tabs on it but not really uh you know at the end of the day uh at the end of the day you're gonna you as a customer you're going to buy what you're going to buy you're going to buy what you like if you like it you're going to buy more of it and if people are making the things what people like, they'll keep making more of it. So if you have something that, you know, if Mike Miller puts out a book and people buy it and it makes money, then great. Congratulations to him. And he gets to make another book. Uh, <clears throat> same thing with Ethan. If, if he puts out a book and people buy it, make another book. Uh, Mitch Breitweiser, people buy it, make another one. Um, Kelly Sue DeConnick. If anybody wants to buy Kelly Sue DeConnick's book, great. She's got she's got an audience. She's got a market. They're going to buy her book. Make more. Uh, it is supply and demand, and politics should not have to enter into it. It should be and 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 the idea of an industry being merit based. And I know comics has has always generally been kind of a I don't want to say old boys club, but people who you know help you get in. And, you know, there's always been a little bit of that in, in a lot of industries, not just comics. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons why you see uh, certain directors working with certain actors over and over again. You know, the, the whole studio system uh, was kind of that way back in the 30s and 40s. So it's it's not a new idea. It's not a new concept for people to get work based on who they know. Uh, but for an entire industry to flip that around and sit there and say, well, this person put out this problematic tweet from five years ago. We should make sure that he never gets work in this industry ever again. That's taking it a little bit too far. Um, I saw a, a, a video from Liana Liana Kay, Liana Kersner, uh, talking about cancel culture this morning. And <clears throat> the more people talk about it, uh, the more I think people are really going to understand that it is a real thing. It is a, it is a very real thing. And it's not just based on politics. I think uh, some of this is driven by uh, you have more than I do and I want you to lose it. Uh, in terms of work, in terms of notoriety, in terms of success. Uh, I think there's a lot of jealousy involved 
and I think that it's going to come back to bite them. Um, I saw, I, I think, uh, Ethan said something the other day. He thought we were in the, the middle of a 10-year swing on this. I don't, I, I hope it's not going to be another five years before this is over. Um, it does feel like things are coming to a head, though in terms of uh, the debate and the discussion over the cancel culture and whether or not it's something that needs to happen, should happen, is wrong in happening. You know, we've got several authors in the YA space who have self-canceled because they don't fit the right check boxes for the kinds of stories they want to tell. I think all of that is wrong. And I think uh, as more people realize... Uh, how much damage it does, then maybe, maybe some people will come to their senses. I'm seeing some some discussion online, some different posts on social media where people are starting to look at each other and go, this is crazy. And not just talking about cancel culture and comics, just the culture war in general and how extreme it's gotten. People are starting to talk. People are starting to look at each other and say, that we've gone too far. We have crossed this line Things are getting out of hand. Things are getting out of control, and it needs to stop. And when it, it comes to cancel culture, it comes to wearing masks or not wearing masks or who you're going to vote for in November and all of these different things, it feels like things are coming to a head. Is that going to be November? Is it going to be... Uh, after a certain number of, in, in terms of the comic stuff, is it going to be after a certain number of Indiegogo projects hit triple digits uh, or, 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 you know, six figures, a million? You know, how many books are going to sell uh, better than the graphic novels from the main mainline publishers before people realize that it's an actual viable thing? Um, with movies not coming out for a while, uh, maybe maybe people will step back a little bit and we don't have too much film and TV with political messages or ideology driving them, if they are, depending on the show. I'm not saying it's in everything. But this idea uh, that we can't even have a conversation about culture and politics and ideologies without without it descending into name calling and hitlerizing and you know how dare you alt right bigot nazi type crap i mean i'm not even from germany so you know it's uh, all right anyway um something completely different did you see this mrs boss what? seattle announcing a new hockey team no. I I ran across this on Twitter. Uh and I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to post I'm I'm not going to show it, but Seattle uh Seattle apparently is getting a new hockey team, another a new pro hockey team. Okay. And they've posted a a video announcing the name and uh and and revealing the logo. They are and, and the reason I mentioned this is because there is there is a genre connection here. Okay. All right. They are the Seattle Kraken. I like that. And I got to say, I'm looking at the video that reveals the name and the logo. And my first thought is, wow, Seattle's a dirty town. But it's it, it the the look the look of the video. It's very industrial. It's a lot of blue, a lot of grunge, and you know it's down on the waterfront and all these things. But the boats are rusty. You've got these cranes that are kind of sitting there. It's it's I don't know. It's it's very industrial looking, but it's also old industrial looking. But the Kraken logo, it's an S. And the S has a little red evil eyeball in the in the curve, and coming up the coming up the spine of the S is one tentacle. It's kind of a cool design, it really is. But um, but yeah, I I I fully expect 
that at the games they will say, Release the Kraken! And here comes the team. I mean, it's just, it, it's just naturally you, you... You have to. You have to. Yes. So the Seattle Kraken. As long as they don't start throwing um, seafood out on the rink like they do... Oh, I want to say it's one of the northern teams. <laughs> Calamari? Just, just, just start, throw it start out throwing there. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that stuff, um, I bought some of that stuff once. Calamari? Um, yeah. Uh, squid? Well, there's, there's, okay, the there's two I bought, types, I bought okay. tentacles. I bought tentacles. And, and Octopus it was. Octopus or a squid? I don't know. It was tentacles. I, I, I wasn't paying attention to it very much because it was for a special effects shot. It was not something to eat. So I didn't care. It's tentacles. Did That's it all, it's all I care. on it. So we were, we're making uh, we're making the statement of Randolph Carter, which is our uh, our adaptation of H.P. Um, Lovecraft's short story. And the last shot is that we have this effect shot where the beast is coming up out of the grave, right? Mm-hmm. So we decided to do it old school. We did it. We didn't do it CGI. We we filmed tentacles, and so I had to go to the I had to go to the 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 Asian seafood market downtown, and I got this pack of tentacles, and we we get this this metal ring and a bunch of hooks, and we hook these tentacles, and so we're hanging it down. We we laid green screen down on the floor. So I've got the the camera pointed straight down at the floor and the tentacles, the ring of the tentacles coming up around the lens. So the tentacles are hanging here like this on the thing. And so we're shooting and, you know, it's kind of doing, you know, jiggling the ring so the tentacles are w- waving and doing their what's it, what's it, what's it around the lens. <laughs> okay. And uh, they don't... <laughs> They don't hang on to the hooks very well. <laughs> so we're in the middle of a shoot. We're in the middle of a, of a shot. And I'm, and I'm, we're, we're shaking the, the ring. So the tentacles do. And one of them gets loose and just flops <laughs> on the floor. Right in the middle of the shot. Sorry, we won't use that one. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, tentacles are a, tentacles are a, a, an interesting thing. Anybody take s- them home for dinner? No, I don't remember what we did with them. They're probably, we probably tossed them very quickly mm-hmm. after that because <laughs> <sighs> they're a little slimy by the time we got done with them they were not they were not fit fit to eat at all no. that's when you wash them in deep fry because no. anything deep fried can be eaten no because you know under under the lights that we had and the the um you know the time that they were out in the open and just yep yeah, yeah it was yeah, not good. <laughs> oh, so what else we got going on? We've got uh, we've got toy news. Uh, Wizard World is having a bunch of video, uh, a bunch of uh, uh, virtual events this weekend. Comic Con at home has a bunch of stuff going on. So we will be looking at all of that. Of course, we've got the the um, the Comic Con cancellations that are. Uh, that are continuing. We're over a thousand events that have canceled or rescheduled now. So that's uh, that's over half of the events that we have on our master list uh, that have changed their schedule somehow. So um, that's a lot. Are we going to have a list today? Maybe. Um, yeah, I, I've got a few things coming up here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. have to do that before. Yeah. Before anniversary stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I you're excited to be here. I can tell. Anyway, all right. So, uh, um, what else is there to talk about? Oh, let me let me do this. I want to, I want to go through and see if um, 
anybody, if you are watching or if you're listening to this in a podcast playback, uh, which we're, I'm trying to update on that, I'm I'm communicating back and forth with iHeartRadio to try to see about getting getting this show on iHeart as well as uh, uh, over on Apple Podcasts and such. Um, I would like some feedback on who who we want on the show as guests. I have my lists and I've got quite a few here. I mean, I've got I've got four I've got four pages of names uh that I would like to invite to be guests on the show. But if anybody has suggestions on people that they want to see on this show, you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com or you can leave a comment uh, on uh, any of the places where there's a show. Uh, YouTube is probably the best for that, but you can also uh, send us a note on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we're on Minds, MeWe, Gab. I, I, have not, I have not decided to do Parlor. Yet I don't think I don't think we're going to need to do parlor. We're not doing Snapchat. We're not doing TikTok. So anybody want a sticker? I don't. You know it. It surprises me. Nobody's taken me up on this yet. We have stickers available. This was originally going to be one of the perks in our Indiegogo. Uh, campaign and we've decided not to uh, uh, not to do that but if you want a sticker you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope sci-fi for me 1503 Main Street number 305 Grandview Missouri 64030 and we will get one to you sci-fi snob I, I have heard of this guy um, he apparently does some videos and and posts some stuff over on Twitter, so we might we might have we might have this and we might have Sci-Fi Snob on as a guest. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do that. Um, I have I have checked out a few of your videos. Um, not bad. I like it. Keep up the good work. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a lot over there that I saw, but. Um, I like what I did see. I'll put that way. So tomorrow evening uh, at 8 o'clock, a new episode of Deep Space Minds. This is our Star Trek discussion program, and we will have special guests tomorrow night. Uh, Stan Wu will be joining us. He is the original producer for... Yorktown, A Time to Heal. This is a Star Trek fan film that was shot in 1987 and is just now in the process of getting finished. John Atkin is working on that. He will be with us as well, as will Daniel Dickholtz, who was a writer for Starlog magazine who covered uh, this, this production back in the day. So those three gentlemen will be here tomorrow night to talk about that project. It is now revealed that, uh, you know, for a long time, a lot of people thought that Star Trek Phase Two New Voyages over there, James Cawley's productions, were the first fan films to use people who actually were in Star Trek, were involved in Star Trek. That turns out not to be the case. Uh, as this fan film has has resurfaced uh, now, because they're able, they're they're working on finishing it, putting in the special effects and all that. But it was shot in 1987, and then it disappeared. Uh, but it is now revealed that it's the first fan film, Star Trek fan film, to use someone actually involved in the show. Uh, George Takei reprised his role as Sulu in this fan film and it takes place in between uh, the series and Star Trek the Motion Picture as far as timelines go because the the story is that while the Enterprise is undergoing a refit Sulu was assigned to the Yorktown for a little while and so now you have uh, you have this fan film that's got George Takei in it but it also has James Shigea, 
who plays Nagura. So, you know, we all know Admiral Nagura, but it turns out that James Tugeda, turn, uh, yeah, we know him as the boss from the Nakatomi, you know, he's, he's Mr. Nakatomi from Die Hard. But he was also Admiral Nagura in this film, and it turns out that he stepped in at the last minute. George Lazenby was supposed to be in this, in this film, and had to back out because of schedule issues. So the 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 English admiral became an Asian admiral, and so was converted back into uh, Admiral Degura. So that discussion we'll have tomorrow night on Deep Space Nine, uh, Deep Space Mines, at eight o'clock Central, and that will be live here on uh, Sci-Fi for Me. And I have sent an invite to George Takei. I don't know that he'll show up. It would be fun and it would be cool if he did, but I don't expect him to be there, which, you know, is just the way that goes. Um, what else uh, What else is on the books? This is just kind of a general housekeeping show today. We are in the process of sending out invitations because ultimately the goal is to have a guest almost every day as much as we can on this show because that's that's really what I want it to be. Um, so we'll have uh, Deep Space Minds next week. Uh, next week is a bye week. Uh, so we're not going to have... Uh, well, no, it's not. So... so. No, we've got know. we've got crumb we've got crumbs and uh, do we? And, uh, it's the last of the month. No, it's the no, it's the fourth full week. So we do have shows next week. So we've got we've got crumbs and ranker pit both next week. Okay. So. Guess I should get on the ball. And we're going to do because we didn't do triple bites this past Tuesday. We're going to go past. Comic-Con at home and see what announcements get made there for Star Trek and Orville and then we'll have a special Triple Bites after that uh, to talk about the, the Star Trek and Orville news. But yeah, next week uh, Salacious Crumbs and the Ranker Pit. I need to, to get on the ball and get some invites out for Ranker Pit see if we can get somebody in as a guest. Um, the J.W. Rensler interview apparently was a big hit. We've had uh, a number of people looking at that. It's been referenced from uh, by other by other people. Ichibaka over at uh, uh, Disney Star Wars is dumb uh, has referenced it. Gary Beekler at Nerdrotic uh, linked to it, and we want to give a shout out to them and thank them for the the signal boost on our stuff. Um, it's nice to see when people share links back to our content. It doesn't happen that often. Um, so when it does happen, it's, uh, it is, it is appreciated. It helps the algorithm and it, as does, you know, hitting the like button and leaving comments and participating in the chat and all that sort of thing. Now, if you want to su support us in a fiduciary way, financially, we do have a subscribe star account. We've also got the PayPal link for the tip jar. I don't uh, promote the Super Chats that much anymore because YouTube takes 55% of that. So you can do a Super Chat if you want, if you're watching us live uh, on any of our shows. Uh, but uh, the PayPal, the Subscribestar are there as options as well. And if you want to save money on stuff, SuperheroStuff.com, you can use the promo code Sci-Fi for Me 10 when you check out. You get 10% off your order. And they just dropped a, a, a few new items this week, backpacks and purses and bags and whatnot. Uh, for, so uh, they're constantly adding new product over there. It's licensed merch for pretty much all of the different IPs. Um, so, so there is that. Office dog is uh, here asleep, ignoring everybody like he does. And we had a conversation earlier this week about office dog. <laughs> we <laughs> we did we did um, the okay so we. 
okay, so there's this 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 phenomenon of a number of people, some <clears throat> some people that we know, some people we follow, a lot of cosplayers, a lot of game gamer types, mostly female, setting up OnlyFans accounts, and it was it it came up in conversation earlier this week as a joke somewhere. Some somebody said something, and I don't remember what it was. But we got to talking about you know the fact that we had done uh, the daily dose of dog for a little while as sort of a meditative type of thing where we're basically just showing video of the dog sleeping for a half an hour and and uh, and playing some relaxing music and the the joke this this, this week was maybe we should set up an OnlyFans account for the office dog and do Daily Dose of Dog over on the OnlyFans account. and, and He do does that. sleep in compromising positions. I, well, he's not, he's, he's not in a compromising position right now. No. <laughs> not right now. But <laughs> I, it, it, would be, it would be a gag, uh, certainly. But I don't, know <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready to go down that road road yet um just simply because uh i think i think it would invite more problems than it would solve um (laughs) what Uh, nothing what i'm i'm just i'm thinking about I don't know much about the site and how it all works and interacts. I can have images and thoughts in my head based on other uh-huh. things, uh-huh. And the internet and what they do. And I'm just, you talk about inviting trouble <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about the chat that could possibly oh, happen. Yeah. That would be that would be that would be shut off. I'm sure. I just I, I know I don't how, even know if there is chat. I see, and I don't I don't, I don't either. It. I just I I know that for instance, you know, because I like posting up images of the animals on my personal, like Instagram and stuff like that, and you, sometimes you get the animals that will respond. You know, oh, he's a cutie or fluffball or look at that nose or something to that effect, and. When you're going for something that people subscribe to, I'm, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I, it could, it, well, like Sci-Fi Snob says, it could be a moneymaker, but. Hey, Robert. It could also go horribly, horribly wrong, and I don't know that I'm ready for horribly horribly wrong at this point in in the social media aspects of things <laughs> so um because the other the other part of that is if there's a chat widget on OnlyFans, and i don't even think about it if there's a chat widget somebody's going to have to be in there to moderate or respond or whatever and that's a time commitment for somebody woof woof <laughs> to like i am groot this the whole time i am groot woof yeah <laughs> Uh, that would be something. Uh, another we, thing, we, we could, <laughs> there there could be a little one in a very carefully placed part of by the mailbox, just to see Penny trying to protect the mailbox from the evil mailman. Oh, do a video of do a video of the like of the just have a cam like sit there and watching cam. her go crazy. I mean, he laughs at her, but just like something very close up, watching her go crazy. Do you know how long of a wire we would have to, uh, to string to go from our mailbox at home all the way here to the office? I'm we'd sure have, they've well, got. Maybe like, we'd have to do it wireless. I'm sure they have wireless Bluetooth type video things. Maybe. I mean, look at the stuff that you get with Amazon and Google to watch your front door. You know that could Baby be cams. that could be one of those things where we actually do finally uh, manage to to connect um, that that surveillance camera that we got. 
We should, t you know, I've seen the baby cam that my brother uses for their kid, and we could do a baby cam on the dog and make it look like a horror flick. Oh, the night vision? Yes. <laughs> we've got one of those, too. You know, because we've got that, we've got that, yeah. that, that hunting camera somehow that we managed to get We a could totally of. have fun with this. Uh, I, uh, is there, you know, okay, so that, that, that raises the question then. Not on OnlyFans, is there a horror version, is there a genre version of these types of sites? There's one, I don't know, but I mean, on topic, not on topic with it. I've seen a video um, in the group on Facebook where when you have your wife who's a dedicated horror cosplayer and the husband comes home and finds her in all these compromising I've been killed positions from some type of horror flick. Uh -huh. And he every time he walks in, he goes through and it's like... <sighs> And like completely freaks out because he's found her dead in some compromising way. And it's just every day it's like, okay, we gotta go through this again. It's it's quite funny actually to watch. <laughs> well, uh, sci-fi snob, Mindy usually has the good ideas. I, tr I try to just kind of latch onto them and... Rein me in or else what? I'll end up being like George Lucas. Uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily like that. Um... I think the conversations that you and I have in terms of discussing ideas, um, there's always at, at some point when we have the idea, oh, we can do this, or we can do this, or we can do this, or we can do this, invariably. And I have to say, this is something that I enjoy about uh, the partnership that comes with the marriage invariably there's always that practical side of the conversation of oh this is a great idea how do we do it uh what what would it take and as you get into those you know those those examinations of the resources needed for doing things it gets a little bit more grounded a little bit more realistic and and so we can sit there and say okay Maybe not right now, but... Well, my favorite, I will always come back to this one, is when we came up with the idea for the show that hasn't quite happened yet, Hardcore. Oh, table. yeah, Hardcore I remember tabletop. at dinner having that conversation, <laughs> and people probably around us thought we were absolutely nuts because we were laughing so hard. It's a it's a great idea, and I am, I am absolutely still 100% committed to pulling off that show. Yeah. Um, we just have got to figure out because I've I've got to get in I've got to uh, I've got to get in touch with the game the gaming people again with Pawn and Pipe, um, and of course given the pandemic and and the quarantine and all that mess we can't really do very much but um, <laughs> no no stop I'm not the wet blanket in the relationship <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one I'm am I George Lucas and you're Gary Kurtz. No, I think I've got the wilder ideas. <laughs> uh, really? You think so? You know Mindy World. Uh, well, I mean, it just seems like I come, we, we come up with these things, and I'm the one that usually escalates, and, and you're, you're the, in, in between us, you're the one that manages the resources. I think it balances out. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a balance. Sometimes I'm George, sometimes I'm Gary, and it's vice versa the other way around, too, so... Um, Robert uh, in the chat saying he got totally taken in by Amazon Fire. Needs a new tablet um, to deposit checks in banking. Twitch Fitness Pal got an Amazon Fire. Uh, it's not Android compatible. You know, I I have a Kindle that we have used on occasion, and the reason that we got the Kindle was to see if we could try to sucker the kid into reading, but. It didn't work, so I've used it on occasion, and you're right. It it doesn't it doesn't have very much compatibility with anything. Um, it's a little annoying that way. It does have a browser, um, but apparently it doesn't like connecting to more than one Amazon account because when I downloaded stuff on a one Amazon account, apparently I had somehow had two, and when I switched, 
all of the stuff that I downloaded on the one account disappeared and I can't can't get it back. So because that account has been deleted. So the stuff that I paid for and downloaded has disappeared because Amazon. Um Where was I going with that? Uh, but oh, and no, let's 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 talk about hardcore tabletop for a minute. Because it is something that I really like to do at some point. Um <laughs> This is a show that mixes board games and WrestleMania. <laughs> it is it is one of those things where we had this idea of doing a game show. <laughs> <laughs> and <coughs> it's we do the live you know the, it, it was kind of it kind of grew out of uh will wheaton's tabletop show where you know he brings a bunch of people together and they do these game shows well then well how do you how do you top that how do you do that kind of a thing without looking like you're copying that and it hit me because we we were in a we were at we were at dinner, and they have the TVs on, and you're watching all the sports stuff and the golf and the boxing and the whoever. And for whatever reason, it hit me, wrestling. WrestleMania combined with it. You take the overhyped shoutcasting, like, like with eSports, you have the shoutcasters, and you have the play-by-play -play and, the, and the color commentary. And you combine that wild enthusiastic over the top game calling with monopoly with something so innocuous as shoots and ladders or you know something like that i and mean imagine forgive me because i did go through my period of time where i was completely into it but imagine jerry lawler's sitting there and just like going crazy and jr sitting there trying to rein him in oh my god yeah well I mean, <laughs> it's not just that it's <coughs> he rolled a six he rolled a six he rolled a six you know that kind of thing where it's you you can completely go over the top with these silly silly games you know monopoly and there he goes to jail for the sixth time. You know, those kind of things. And it's the, just the idea, just the concept behind it is is so silly and hilarious. I, I definitely, one of these days, want to do it. Hardcore well, and then, tabletop. And then adding on top of that, because we, we, you know, we've talked about how can we, you know, give back, do more, things like that. And certain games pulling certain you know, players to do it for like an event. Yeah, you know? we can do charity events with that. Absolutely. I mean, imagine doing, you know, what what do we say? Like shoots and ladders with, you know, whatever, or, yeah. you know, certain groups in town. Well, you know? and, you know, Paul Rudd uh, from, from Ant-Man Ant fame and, and Anchorman and whatnot. Paul Rudd does the Big Slick, uh, Big Slick Poker Championship every year. And of course, they weren't able to do that this year because of reasons. And I, th I think it would be a hoot to have a hardcore tabletop night where we have uh, an event that ties in with Big Slick that we're helping to raise money for uh, Children's Mercy Hospital. Yeah. And get them, you know, Paul Rudd and whoever else shows up that years, you know, Eric Stone Street or Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell or, yeah. um, you know, maybe we can get Cat McNamara to come back in and have them play Monopoly and go over the top with the play-by-play -play and, and just have, and just have fun with it. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. It's, it's on the list. Um, which is about 30 pages long of all of the different ideas of the things that we want to do here. So 
another time, another day, another opportunity, we will eventually get around to it. So uh, anyway, but that's the, that's, that's the way of things this week. Don't forget Deep Space Minds tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And uh, then we have uh, Good Morning Multiverse, 9 o'clock Saturday morning. And that's going to do it for us here. Thank you very much for watching, participating, those of you in the chat. And if you are new, uh, like I said, we are inviting you, as always, to subscribe. Hit the notifications. Right now, we are sitting at, I think, 9.6% of the people subscribed to our channel have the notifications turned on. So you're all missing out on a lot of stuff. So uh, hit the bell. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you are so inclined, and we will be back with more Live from the Bunker Monday at noon. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.